0: Three, two, one. Never has there been a better time to be alive in human history. If you're not feeling it, you must discover why. Join Matthew Bolton in developing and applying a framework of objective optimism toward a flourishing life of meaning, health, and happiness. Here's your host, Matthew Bolton. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mr. Brightside. I'm Matthew Bolton. So today's show is called Happy Wife, Happy Life. And I want to examine this expression because I think it can be taken a couple ways. And I think taken one way, in the proper way, in my view, it uh, is a legitimate and helpful mantra. But taken the way it's commonly meant, and what I think it's commonly meant and I think is mistaken, it can be a destructive policy. And let me start off first by saying that if you're a young student or otherwise married, happy wife, happy life can still apply to you. It's not exclusive to marriage necessarily. Uh, it can be applied more broadly to any relationship, any intimate relationship. So you can imagine friendships and uh, even even roommates as someone you have to deal with all the time, uh, constantly on a day-to-day basis, family relationships, parent to child. You can see how you can insert anybody else and it still works. Happy happy child, you know, happy life. I mean, you don't, an unhappy child is not a very happy parent, right? When your friends are miserable, it's not very good for you, right? When it's your roommate is all grumpy and whatnot, it's not going to be a very good existence for you. Now, of course, the degree of intimacy and many other factors determine how important another person's happiness really is to your own life and of how much proactive concern and effort is worth putting in to procure that person's happiness, right? Um, So depending on all the different, relationships but today i'm going to focus on keep it with marriage just because um well first of all it's happy wife happy life it rhymes right it's the popular expression and and marriage in my view is kind of the most intimate relationship it's kind of um you know even even parent to child you might argue and and you could make a very good case that obviously it child, the, their happiness is more important to you than anything in the world. Um, but even a child like yet grows up and then leaves your home. And it's really the husband and wife or, or any significant other partnership, life life partner, that y- you are you are locked together kind of forever, right? And it's the most intimate relationship where you're constantly, you know, kind of the most important relationship there is. So um, yeah, so I, um, I'm going to keep it with marriage, but what you can do as we go along is think about it in terms of whatever relationships you're considering and apply it uh, that way. Let me just add as a small point, you know, just I want clarity in everything I say. And, you know, I say marriage is forever. And what I, I don't mean that marriage is some kind of unbreakable bond uh, forever. As soon as you get locked in, like you go and, and, and you say the vows and you're tied together. And then there's some kind of magical Enchantment or curse that comes on, and Rumplestiltskin comes out with a contract, and it's like, and then you look over, it, like, gotcha, right? <laughs> something like that. Koreans have an expression for that. It's called a caught fish. And the idea is, you you know, you act a certain way, and you you get married, and then you let yourself go and just kind of do whatever you want because you know you can't get divorced or something. And I think that's not a really healthy way to look at it. Uh, divorce can be very a proper thing. Uh, the idea of a marriage is to make your life better. It's a, to you, you want to tie your life with someone else's because they're going to help you better achieve your goals and achieve your own happiness. And then you should be doing the same for them, right? And if one person is growing while the other one's not, um, it becomes very strained. So this is why marriage, among other relationships, you should take very seriously and think hard about it before you really decide to get in it. And that's why it should be one or the relationship that is the hardest to break. Um, and, And you should really think about a lot of even before you break up uh, such a thing as opposed to other relationships, which are a lot easier to maybe uh, dismiss and, and move on and you know, get some other uh, healthier relationships around you. So of all relationships, my wife is the most important one in my life and the most intimate. So and I'm going to talk about this in terms of happy wife, happy life in the context of marriage. But of course, again, you should apply it to your own relevant relationships. Now, this phrase taken in the common way, I think, implies that you should just kind of go along with anything your wife says to kind of keep her happy. Even my own dad joked at least once to me before um, that, you know, he said to maintain, there's two words that you need to maintain a marriage. It's yes, dear. And, I and of course, I don't think he has to necessarily believe that in that way, and it's just kind of a joking way. But it's kind of in the joking way that happy wife, happy life is usually taken to mean. And it's more that, like, I, you know, the tone of – um, implying that whatever she says or, or wants, even if you don't agree, you just kind of pretend to agree. And there is truth in that common meaning in that when you have like an angry or upset wife in your house, it's miserable for a man to, to live. Um, and by the way, let me also jump in now and just say quickly, I'm not trying to like, you know, put out here that the idea of the you know, emotional, irrationally emotional uh, woman or something who's all crazy. And then we, you know, and this is what men have to deal with Something This could be quite the opposite way. It's the same thing. If you have an unhappy or angry, miserable child, it's not very good for a parent. If you have a friend who's angry at you or or somehow upset about something, it's not a very good existence, right? So all of these things uh, apply. But again, I'm just going to keep it in. Husband and wife. Um so often when people use the expression happy wife happy life they just mean more like keep her in some kind of contented state right uh where she's not particularly angry at you or upset about anything and the point of the show today and what i want to bring forth is that we ought not to compromise on principles and not give into irrationalities in order just to keep a happy wife so the way i take this expression happy wife happy life is that my wife's happiness is among the most important things to me. Her happiness is inextricably tied to my own. Um, And the key of this, though, is that I mean her genuine happiness. So on the show, we're all about being objective, right? And I understand that happiness has objective requirements based on objective facts, not based on subjective feelings. So I don't mean that I want to help her preserve some kind of bubble based on lies or flattery, trying to help her create some kind of uh, world that isn't real and certainly isn't healthy for her. This is subjectivism. And by this policy, I'm going to get more miserable as we go on, and so will she. And I'll talk a little bit about that in a bit. So yeah, in the short-range moment, I might escape discomfort by not expressing my disagreement uh, with her or asserting my own values by keeping her happy, but it's not going to work. So we'll go into a little bit of detail. I'm going to give you one example and it's a pretty superficial example as as it were but um but but it's just something that kind of comes to mind and i think it is illustrative and of course what we can do after is take the example and then project it onto more you know consequential or serious matters that you can imagine so let me lay it out for you uh First thing is I get to do a little bit of gloating in that my wife is a very good cook. She actually likes cooking. She likes food, and she pays attention to it and, you know, l- researches things and watches shows about it. And she actually has a really good sense and taste for things. And whatever she tries to make, whatever things I like, she just makes a better version of it than I've ever had, And so which is really great for me. So my life is pretty good uh, gastronomically, let's say. Now, within cooking, we can include baking, and that's where the, where the story goes here. In Korea, let me give you a quick word. I've lived here for 17 years, and it's kind of hard to come by good baked goods. Like, uh, it's just not something that was part of their culture. Um, although these days, I think a lot of people are bringing back ideas from other places, and a lot even like regular coffee shops around here, you can find a lot of really good baked stuff now, real cookies and real scones and real cakes and stuff. Um, but anyway, that's another point. But certainly 10 years ago, it was a lot harder to come by. And my wife, obviously my happiness is important to her. And she thought, I'm going to bake for this guy, right? And that's very exciting for me because, again, she generally makes things better than I'm used to. So. And while this has all worked out for me really well, I'm going to go back to the first time she ever tried to make brownies. So she made them. I had them. And I said to her, "Hun, this is, this is an excellent chocolate cake but it's not a brownie. And then I went on to kind of describe, and, and she was on board kind of early and kind of got the sense of what I meant right away, and we talked back and forth and figured it out, what is what the texture of a brownie is versus a cake and all that. And the, the point, though, here is that I had a couple choices at that time. I could have said, ah, well, geez, if I kind of embarrass her or make her feel uncomfortable about it or you know, offend her in any way, then I might not get brown i might not get brownies ever again or anything ever again so maybe i should just tell her it's really great and all that but on the other hand if i did that i'd be eating chocolate cake for the rest of my life when when we're looking for brownies and again it's more it's about staying within reality or to try to live some kind of lie now i know that it's it's again superficial and you say well it's not really like living a big lie of brownies versus cake um but again, it's, and even in this case, it's not just that I'd be slightly less pleased my whole life, right, And but then she'll be happy. No, no, it's not even that. It's that she'd be unhappy because it's hard to keep up a kind of lie. Like she'll know that something is off all the time and without knowing why, she would feel this vague sense of something in the air, you know. Um, like you can almost imagine getting away with it on this brownie thing, right, but imagine something more serious, right, a particular habit or a serious idea or value with which you disagree, and in this game, you cannot go on leaving it unaddressed. Healthy relationships are win win. Lose win or win lose always devolves inevitably into lose lose. So you can't even try to keep up the idea of, well, maybe I'll just try to be a consistent loser on this point to kind of make, you know, allow her to be a consistent winner because it, it doesn't work. So, like, on top of being impossible to keep up a lie that long and really kind of play it, right? Uh, play an unreality. Um, it's true that just as her happiness is inextricably tied to mine, my happiness is important to her. I mean, my wife even jokes sometimes. Like, if I'm all excited about something she's done or and and whatnot, and she just goes, "Happy husband, happy life," right? And you know, and she's joking, but she really understands the issue and means it in that objective way that I mean, and and it's it's real to her. So she actually lives by this mantra, and she even kind of advises her friends on this kind of thing you know, when they discuss husbands and all that and, and what it means to to have a happy husband and why that's good for your life, etc. So it's uh, you know, it it goes both ways. So it is true, like like they like the guys mean in this expression, happy wife, happy life, that when my wife is upset or miserable, especially when she's angry or otherwise sad about something, my life is also miserable. Nothing can go on in this state. So even the idea that you know well i'll just gonna maybe i'll just go watch my show for a while and let it get in another room and let it pass read a book or something i can't even enjoy that i can't enjoy anything even the idea if i have a ball game or something and i have to go out it's like i can't enjoy the drive there i can't enjoy my game maybe for a moment i can get lost in the game and that could be you know just not thinking about it is the best i can do but it's still there and i feel it the whole time until it's resolved um and and i know that sometimes she has enough. To uh, sometimes when I'm going out for some event like that, she kind of says something kind to me, like "Go enjoy your thing, and we'll talk later," kind of thing. And and it's and, and it really is is helpful because she understands that it, that it you know that it it's a, a miserable existence when the person you love is not happy about something. Um. But the fix here, it's not enough to just tell her that things are okay, or to admit fault when there's none. That's another one. Um, like I, if, if there's something where I really think that, okay, she's upset about something, but it's not, I, I, I'm not going to just say, you know what, I was totally wrong. I'm so sorry, blah, 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 when I don't really believe that um, just to make keep her happy and all that. What, I, what I'm looking for is I want to find the reality of the situation and resolve it. And often it is just a, t- a matter of waiting it out and then talking about it later. Um, but finding the reality of the situation and resolving the real issue, this is what optimism means. Means Optimism means trying to achieve optimal conditions in all aspects of life, and nothing less than facts will do in this way. So downtimes or, you know, kind of impasses or some things, some problems in, with any relationship are, are inevitable, right? Um, even anger towards other people sometimes, especially when you love someone, it's, you get angry for certain things. Um, but let me say on this point, incidentally, that our rate of uh, fighting, say, or arguing is obviously is a lot less than it was 10 years ago. We've ma- been married 10 years um, and it wasn't that much in the first place anyway, but it's much less frequent. And I know why and I'm going to uh, outline why on a on a coming show so you can stay tuned for that. So this expression, happy wife, happy life, really means that she's thriving and that she's genuinely happy and that's one other implication of this expression which which indicates another point I would like to make and might as well make now that love is, is selfish and not selfless. We often hear that love is selfless um, and that you have to sacrifice a lot for love. But I want to put out here that I don't sacrifice for any of my relationships and certainly not with my wife. Anything that I give up for her sake is less important to me than her happiness. And by that definition, it's, it can't be properly called a sacrifice. Now, I, I am going to do a show... Um, soon, maybe next show, uh, breaking down some very interesting remarks from Matthew McConaughey several years ago in a Larry King live interview, but one part of it that 's relevant today and i 'll bring up today um, is that he was asked about his his fame and you know, how he, there's a lot of negative things that come with fame and how does he deal with that, etc. And he answered that, he said, well, you know, Larry, I cashed that check a long time ago. And what he meant by that was that when he chose to be famous, he took all that comes with it. He took the, the good with the bad and that he couldn't get, he can't choose it and then go on and say that he's sacrificing so much for fame. It's a whole package. And he had to decide whether on the whole, given the bad with the good, is fame good for him or bad for him? Does he want it? yes. Well, then cash it. That's what he was saying. I I cashed that check. And this is the same with marriage. I remember when I was first kind of pursuing my wife right back in the day, I thought like, man, my life would be so great if I just had this woman, right? Um, And many of us uh, might recognize that feeling. I really hope you recognize that feeling because it's some of the most fun times in your life. Um, And a proper conception of relationships means that when I cash it, when I choose that relationship, I know there will be things, there will be times that when I do things that I don't want to do, but these are not sacrifices. We can't just go thinking about and describing things in terms of the short range, moment to moment. Oh, I'm being selfish here sometimes, and then I'm sacrificing other times, and then we have to balance selfishness and sacrifice other times. No, it's just, this is good for me to have my wife in my life better than being single in my judgment. And so I want to nurture that that thing. And so the things that that people might call sacrifices are in fact instances of integrity as her happiness is really important to me. It makes me happy to see her happy. It's not just that it won't be pleasant if she's not happy. right? Optimism is not about avoiding negatives. It's about gaining positives. It's about gaining values and accepting the risks that come with putting yourself out there and the things that you give up to choose a new and better position in life. Right, we we make choices. We don't sacrifice things, right? We well, you can, but you shouldn't. We make what we do is we make choices, and then everything that you don't choose cannot properly be called a sacrifice. Else, the concept loses all meaning. A sacrifice is when you give up something important, and you get something back that's that's not important. So when I, you know, give up certain things or whatever, then for my for the sake of my wife's happiness. That's way more important to me than, than the changes that, that come in my life. When I get married and I thought this would be so awesome with her, I didn't think that I was going to have my same life and then add that. My life is going to change in many ways. And, you know, you lose certain, uh, you know, parts of like privacy and, and, and among many other things. And that is, uh, but ultimately it is a gain. It's something that I think is better for me. And I cashed the whole thing. And I will not, and I do not s- truly sacrifice for her in that I would fake or compromise my values just to keep her happy, right? If I constantly sacrifice my own values, my standards, my desires, my goals, etc., to procure some precarious, subjective, uh, unfounded self-esteem or some state of superficial happiness for her, I'll become miserable. And how's that good for her, right? Remember, happy husband, happy life. It's a two-way street. So that's how I'm laying it out for now. I'm going to make a final word after a few reminders. And among the reminders is to ask questions. Um, obviously, I presented this idea, but it's only like, like a surface. There's a few examples and a few notes about it. And maybe there's lots that's unclear or, or left out. And your questions will help clarify those misunderstandings and things, uh, fill in things that I've missed it in for me and for you and for other people. So please do ask questions. You can do that at matthew.asknow at gmail.com, matthew.asknow at gmail.com, or you can go to matthewbolton.blog and you can uh, find out everything there, including that contact information. Of course, you can also put questions or comments right in the comments section of whatever medium you uh, consume on. Please subscribe to this podcast on whatever media you consume on. Please like it. I think that'll be very helpful and and I'll very much appreciate it. And of course, if you think this is valuable to anybody, this show in particular and this idea or any other idea that you've heard on the show, please uh, share the show with other people. Uh, Tell them about it because um, it's obviously good for us if we uh, reach out to more people and, and get a lot more varieties of ideas coming in. So thank you all for that, guys. So let me say finally now that happy wife, happy life is not about giving in to irrationalities or doing or saying anything to escape her nagging or avoid discomfort or unpleasantness at all costs, which is what I think it's typically taken to mean. A healthy marriage or any intimate relationship is a win-win partnership where each helps the other get better and more effectively achieve their goals and values. And this is not done by failing to communicate and assert those values. Happy wife, happy life is an expression of the pursuit of my own personal selfish values. It means that when I see my wife genuinely, authentically happy in achieving what she wants in her life and in sharing my pride and happiness in my achievements with her, this is what constitutes a healthy and constructive partnership. And this is what is true marital bliss. So happy wife, happy life. It's a real piece of wisdom. Go out there and nurture those relationships, guys, and I'll see you next time. Mr. Brightside, your time out to refresh, refuel, and refocus your mind and energy toward building an optimistic framework for flourishing. Life is good. It's up to you to choose the bright side. We play for bravery. We play for big hearts in tiny bodies.